0: Conversation. I'm Hyle Russell. And I'm Gibbon. Hello. Hello, Gibbon. Uh, I would like to apologize now that you're back on the show. So the last time <laughs> you were on, you we, we, we were doing the episode with Courtney. Yes. And you had a wee bit of a coughing fit on the episode. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. No,
0: I'm sorry, because I usually will uh, silence any coughing or sneezing or bodily functions that any of the host exude throughout the episode i will try to silence them but it had bled through both the master Mm. copy and in our separate audio tracks oh
1: no (laughs) so oh yeah unbeknownst to me i that was the beginning of uh, a covid spell Oh my God! So, are you
0: okay? Are you doing better?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I was triple vaxed, so it was really, it was relatively mild, but it was a hell of a weekend.
0: <laughs> well, um, um, as <laughs> you can just hear, I have started coughing quite a bit. Uh, with oh, me no. though, I believe it's just allergies. It is the spring, in the springtime in the northern hemisphere, and the pollen. Uh, yeah, the pollen is everywhere. The pollen yeah. has coated my throat. So um I have been fighting it most of the day. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, I'm not one of these people who are like, oh, pollen, I hate spring. I love spring. Spring is my favorite season. The dewy baby animals frolicking <laughs> about in the meadows. I will put up with a little pollen, a little hay fever, if I can see the baby animals. So mm-hmm. this is not no, I agree. this is not a screed against spring. But I do, <laughs> I would like to apologize to you because the world heard you, heard you cough, and I would like to apologize to you because you're uh, going to hear it, me it's cough. It's fine,
1: you, I'm, I'm actually really, really impressed with how well you've uh, edited out my coughing over the years, because um, <laughs> I used to chain smoke, and I've always oh, got a bit of a cough, yeah. so it's just sort of a background element, and I don't notice it a lot of the time because I've lived with it for like <laughs> over a decade at this point. <laughs>
0: Okay. So that's a that's a tendon from an episode two mm. back. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> while we're on this t- subject of uh, apologies and corrections, I have oh, an okay. apology slash correction to make. Uh, mm. On the last episode, uh, I, with Dustin, we talked about the design of Conquer over the years. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, generate a lot of interest. I think people are actually hungry for conquer content. It was a it or good not. episode. Uh, it would have been a good episode, but oh. w- here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gibbon. We discussed uh, the Project Spark Conquer design mm-hmm. after we discussed the hashtag IDARB Conquer oh, design. Oh, I know
1: where you're going with this, and I wasn't gonna say anything. I
0: understand why you did it. We discussed the hashtag IDARB or IDARB conquer design uh, because it is a pixel art mm-hmm. rendition of Conquer. We, d- we discussed it because we paired it with the Minecraft conquer design. And then we discussed the Project Spark design, even though Project Spark came out in uh, 2015 while Conquer was added to IDARP in early 2016. And believe you Mm -hmm. me, I know this. I'm well aware of this. And I was well aware of this going into the episode. I was even going to make a little comment. A little comment about how, yes, we are doing this slightly out of order. But I forgot to make that comment. And it made me look like a fool. It made me look like a damn idiot, Gibbon. And I know millions of people... (laughs) they know Project Spark Conquer comes before IDARP Conquer and I just want them to know that I know it we're aware of it, Dustin was aware of it we did it for stylistic reasons and we should Mm. have been more clear up front and I'm sorry if it caused you to lose faith in the institution that is DK Vine's conversation I'm sorry if you can no longer take our word on things but I pledge. I guess I you. better leave. Yeah. I well, you can leave if you want. I can do this solo. I pledge to all of you, though. I will try to do better when ordering my conquer designs in the future. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Whew. That's been a heavy weight on my chest for the last week. I I feel good to get that off.
2: <laughs> uh... In fact, I think
0: my coughing has already loosened up a bit it's it's good it's good
1: okay yeah
0: uh so anyway if that didn't disgust you and you're still fan of dk vine's conversation be sure to spread the word this is the due diligence for this episode just 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 get the word out let your friends know about the conversation if you haven't already if they, if even if they don't like the DKU, or they like the DKU, but they're not like hardcore obsessive about the DKU, if if they like fifty percent of the stuff we talk about, just let them know about the show. Hey, give <laughs> give us a give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, you know, send over that SoundCloud link.
1: I keep forgetting we're on iTunes.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's Apple Podcast now, so. Mm. But iTunes... So we're
1: not technically on iTunes.
0: Well, iTunes doesn't technically exist anymore as far as podcasts mm. go. But it's still iTunes. It's just okay. branding. It's just, you know... It's just like Facebook is still Facebook, but also Meta, you know.
1: Oh, the company's
0: Meta. The site is still Facebook. No, I know. I, I know this. Just like the company okay. was rare, but the branding was rareware. it. Mm, oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway uh, yeah i you know it it's it's just nice if, if you could get the word out just whisper into people's ear because uh that mm-hmm. that allows us to you know uh yeah, yeah bring more you know, people in and
1: slowly infect more of the internet right I get it
0: you know we grow and because i feel i feel like people would like us if they just heard of us and so <laughs> I, I think you don't need to be, you know, this this weirdo who obsesses over Saber Wolf GBA's placement in the timeline to enjoy what we talk about, because we talk about all sorts of things. Speaking
1: of timelines, I got in a delightfully absurd argument over uh, Donkey Kong uh, split timeline theories in a Discord server the other day.
0: I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Just from my vantage point right now, no thanks.
1: I was I did my best to engage in the discussion in good faith and not just have the exact
0: same reaction. (laughs) Uh, What, what the Hyrule Historia did to discourse and. oh, Don't
1: get me started.
0: (laughs) Fuck the Historia. Fuck it. Mm, I hate it. I hate it so much. Because it's, it's not a one size fits all thing either. Like I'm not even saying the hero falls timeline works for Zelda. But it definitely does not work for things like Donkey Kong to say, "Oh, the timeline split there." And no, no, no. <laughs> it all works as a singular timeline from arcade to the present day. It works.
1: I know that, and you know that, but know. you know we got to get the word out.
0: I know, but people don't take me seriously anymore because I talked about I the concrete signs in different orders. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That did it. That killed my credibility, Gibbon. Oh man. Well,
1: let's get some of that goodwill back.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh well, hey, <laughs> here's some good news. Uh I guess it's good news. It's not really good news, it's just a signifier of the slow passage of time and one step closer to the grave for us all. Ukulele is turning five years old this week. Oh God almighty. <laughs> oh, today we're recording this on Friday. Uh, and on this very day, Donkey Kong Country has turned 10,000 days old. So Yeah. And I, I was just curious. I was like, what was 10,000 days before Donkey Kong Country's release on November 21st, 1994? And that took us back to July 6th, 1967.
2: So <laughs> I was like, wow. Why
0: are you doing this? The Summer of Love. Wow. Okay. Uh. 1967. Yeah, I was just what, what date? July 6th, 1967. July 6th. Mm. Not a lot happened that day. I looked it up. It um a couple months after Sgt. Pepper came out though. So that that Oh. You know, not bad. Yeah. So anyway, uh Ukulele is, is turning five years old, and we're going to be doing a little bit for it on DK Vine. Not a lot, because let's not get crazy. It's just the fifth anniversary. Mm. We, we, <laughs> I mean, look, this whole thing we've, about- We've it, done more with less. Yeah, I know. I think we did stuff for Banjo-Kazooie's 15th and Diddy Kong Racing's 15th, but the thing is, like, you can't obsess over every game anniversary because it will destroy you, and suddenly that becomes your entire output as a content creator oh it's this game's uh, anniversary, and oh, people and if you
1: haven't helped you if you miss one because the fan base will never let you forget
0: about it well more and more so it's when nintendo forgets about it for more on that see donkey kong's 40th anniversary last summer uh but no i mean it, it's still it's still a significant milestone it's the first uh anniversary by five for yeah. a platonic game, and it's a, big, true. it's a big deal for the studio. They're still flourishing. Mm-hmm. They're still thriving, and they've even opened up a second studio space recently. Oh my! In uh, Leamington Spa, Warwickshire. Uh, as Americans, I we, we might want to say Warwickshire because that is how it is spelled. But Warwickshire. Warwick. Uh, I've cooked with enough Worcestershire sauce to know how. Things are not pronounced. Warwickshire is so much more fun to say. Uh anyway, that that's in addition to their
1: Warwickshire
0: sounds like a spec script name for Willow. <laughs> I was thinking Warwick Davis, yeah. Um it, it this is in addition to their pre existing studio that that's still there in Brettby, Staffordshire. Um <laughs> So they are they are slowly uh taking over the Midlands of the UK and uh yes. yeah this uh this this second studio it's a smaller space uh, I think upper floor of of this office space uh in Leamington Spa but uh yeah it's just kind of a breakout space to allow them to uh get more work done because they are hard at work on multiple games right now and I would mm-hmm. imagine it will be sooner Delectable. I imagine it'll be sooner rather than later before we hear about what exactly they've been working on. So it's, it's just really, fingers crossed. It's really fun to have Platonic around because,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I have said before on this this podcast called The Conversation. I was going to say on this conversation <laughs> as if there were more than one. Uh, I, I've said before <laughs> that if rare, for example, just made Sea of Thieves for the rest of time. No more mm. new games. Uh Everwild's never a thing. There's never a new banjo. It would be disappointing, but I would almost be content with that because it, mm. it is it is new rare content. It's a perpetuating motion machine of something I enjoy. And it doesn't leave me as hungry for a new Rare game as I would be without it. So uh, that being said, having played Tonic around is so refreshing because it does give me that feeling of Rare back in the 90s when they were cranking out multiple games. And you're yeah. like, what do they have in a pipeline? I can't wait to see what, what else they have in the works. Oh, when are they going to announce their new game? This is exciting. And, mm-hmm. and so it's just great that we have the best of both worlds right now. Yeah. And, and even
1: and with the platonic friends stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm getting exposed to some smaller indie titles that I might not have uh, come across before. And it's, that's exciting too, to just have them be like, Hey, we're publishing this.
0: And I'm just like, Ooh, what's yeah. this demon turf was a delight last year. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a, a surprising thing that I would have never played had it not had that platonic, branding had it not been published by them and Mm -hmm. you know it was and it was it was great i i I loved every bit of it and uh little gator game which is coming out uh that that looks so charming that looks (laughs) like the i i called it the like perfect bomb for our troubled times it's just so (laughs) innocent (laughs) and wholesome and uh, it, it'd be something I probably would have turned up my nose at when I was a uh, angsty teen, but now that I am a <laughs> burned-out adult, I'm like, yes, give me this gentle, loving little game. It, it looks, it looks amazing. Um, yeah. But um, in addition to their own games, which they haven't announced what they're working on yet, but fingers crossed it'll be coming soon. In addition to their Platonic friends' published games they are also still having ukulele characters cameo in all manner of indie games and yeah. uh, you know so, some of these have been better than others um for example their um, mighty fight federation was uh, i think a lot of fun i yeah I, it was i really loved the presentation and the attitude and the mm-hmm. i mean it, it it felt like it also filled a Unique niche in my library, uh yeah, I don't really have any fighting games of that style in mm-hmm. my games library, so that was like oh this this just feels wholly unique for me, Heil Russell yeah. PK and uh, I also
1: enjoyed uh how much content they actually had in Volta X. It was way more than I was expecting.
0: Hey, we still need to do an episode on Volta X at some point. we do have you played it yet? I have not, oh. I know. It, it, I I don't know what was <laughs> happening when Volta X came mm. out, but it seemed like it was just the blur of of stuff at that time and I was like, I'll get back to it.
1: We did an episode on Mighty Fight Federation and I was like, cool, I'll get Volta installed and playing and just let me know when you want to do that episode and you were like, yeah, and then and then we just never did it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um what 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 was the the other fighting game? The 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 one I always forget the name of now. It's, oh lord, uh, I get them all mixed up. Was it Brawlhalla Bra- that they were no, in? No, uh, Brawlout.
1: Brawlout. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Brawlout wasn't as good. It, it was um, well, it was good, but uh, it was very minimal. Let's the, put it that way. The problem with Brawlout, and and this is really no slight to it, is that you're going to compare it to Super Smash Brothers ultimate and i don't think anything can compare it to Super Smash Brothers ultimate so it it feels less than i don't know
1: apparently that nicktoons fighting game is giving it a run for its money seriously yeah oh okay. apparently it's very mechanically sound
0: okay but yeah. As, as yeah whatever i think i liked about brawl out <laughs> the thing i liked about brawl out was that it was uh just absolutely bonkers as far as the lore the story the characters and the way it set its own lore and story and characters on fire in service of getting ukulele in the game because it established that the entirety of brawl out was just a grand tome in hybrid towers Mm -hmm. i loved it i was like wow that 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 some gumption right there. Just be like, yeah, we're, we're, we're just this ancillary vestige of to ukulele lore, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, mm. um, I, I don't know. I, I view the,
1: uh, grand tomes the same way the, uh, books in mist, uh, are viewed where, uh, if you're a snooty, uh, writer person who thinks they create these worlds from scratch with their books, Or you can be someone who realizes that, no, these worlds actually exist and the books are just portals to them. Um, And it's unclear on on what the truth is.
0: Well, what is reality given? Because if we lived in a virtual reality simulation and we didn't realize it, would this still not be just every bit as real as the world outside? True, but hopefully I'd be born in the right body next time. Oh. Yeah, well, that's just the machine's fault. Yeah, yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah, uh, you know, they're not perfect. I mean, they're just programs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, oh, trust me, I'm a programmer. I know that programmers are only as good as you write them to be. And God, do we half-ass stuff all the time. <laughs> so.
0: Well, Jitsu Squad is the yes. latest cameo game to feature ukulele characters. They mm-hmm. uh, they announced their Kickstarter February 2021 and it quickly made its goal in less than a day. Uh, oh my. Yeah, I and I full disclosure, I back this. I was like, okay. Oh yeah, same yeah. same. It's not that I have a lot of money to throw around, but whenever I see, you know, a Kickstarter that one looks looks mm-hmm. to be something that I might enjoy and two is going to be DKU, I'm like, well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll no, throw I some totally bones. get you there. Yeah. Um, I I didn't mm-hmm. like go absolutely you know uh, irresponsible with it like i didn't go for the arcade cabinet tier because I was like, oh
1: yeah no i threw in enough to get like a digital copy of the game and that was it i I don't even Hmm. remember what i did but (laughs) anyway
0: so they're just Mm -hmm. money whatever yeah we can't take it with us right we're we're all we're all gonna die we Um, can't prove that nobody's come back to tell us one way or another true but they, they haven't come back to get their money either. so it's, it's
1: Well, cool. I, mm, that's a debate for another time.
0: Okay. Um, um, anyway, uh, so it, it was like, oh, this, this game, Jitsu Squad, if it meets its Kickstarter goal, it will be a DKU cameo game. And then a, mm-hmm. uh, not even a day later, it made its goal. So it's, yeah. fr- it's from Netherlands-based Tanuki Creative Studio, and it is a 2D beat-em-up with yeah richly animated cartoony characters like it so they they sure are given I am a child of the 1990s as are you yeah yeah uh and when I was at my most impressionable ages when I was when I was young not not just a mm-hmm. kid but a young kid i it was the early 1990s and mm-hmm. Jitsu Squad is something ripped right out of my childhood because oh the, god, the, it is the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it, it's funny because as much as I go on about the mid nineties and the into the late nineties here on the conversation and across DK Vine because of Donkey Kong Country and mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie and and what have you. Uh, as much as I go on about them, I probably have more nostalgia if I'm honest about the early '90s because that is when mm. I was, you know, blissfully young, blissfully <laughs> uh, unaware of the hardships of reality. And the early '90s, I, I I don't know how to describe it for someone who wasn't there. It was this day glow wonderland of martial arts pastiches yeah. <laughs> uh aimed at children.
1: <laughs> and... Anthropomorphic animal mascots and absurd concepts that we'll we'll talk about some of the absurd shows later because there's references to, to goddamn everything uh-huh. in this game. Um yeah. but some of the stuff they come up with just looking back at a list of, of some of the cartoon references i found, it's like, if you tried to tell me this was a real cartoon show today, I would tell you you're making shit up.
0: It all <laughs> seemed perfectly natural at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, n- of course not... there's,
1: you know, a street gang made up of Martian anthropomorphic mice that fights crime. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be? I uh,
0: I, th- I think, like after the Ninja Turtles, because obviously the Ninja Turtles were kind of at the yeah. epicenter of this. This, Yeah, span,
1: and the this... Ninja Turtles themselves being a pastiche of the sort of gritty period for Marvel and DC. Yeah. To, to just well, kind of piss well, take it. Well, there was that so.
0: evolution. It, it was from the, um, the sort of dark, beginning of the modern age of comics. And then yeah, it, yeah. um it shifted into kids programming and, mm-hmm. and it was kind of watered down obviously and, and toned mm-hmm. out but that sort of created this martial arts craze i mean I, all the kids are running to join karate dojos and we sure were i never did yeah. it i all my friends did but uh... i was like that just seems like a lot of time uh and and my saturdays are precious no thank you yeah it was like, yeah, that's fair. You know, I I, th- I think it was like being the only child. I was very content with just being off on my own, being myself, having my own kind of imaginary play sessions. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to go someplace to be around other kids and and uh, and, and do exercises in a in a gi. No, thank you. I don't want to do it good for all my friends i absolutely wanted to do it uh, so i did and i was like it, it was like all my friends who like wanted to be ninja turtles and i'm like here's the thing i very much doubt this uh this this sensei operating out of a strip mall has the knowledge and expertise of a master splinter sorry
1: yeah but you got to start somewhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh yeah I I never did it but I mean I I had the plastic ninja weapons and and you mm. know like I it 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 was a it was it was a big like aspect of of my life pre donkey Kong country and of oh, course sure. you know that that eventually kind of after Ninja Turtles had peaked then it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was kind of continued mm-hmm. In, in a live action tradition the uh god i remember when arts. that debuted and just blew my mind um but then even into the like mid to late 90s you would have things like street sharks and um oh
1: fuck yeah street sharks
0: uh vin diesel's favorite property and then you would have uh <laughs> Like mummies alive and you get further away from the oh, martial God. arts like tropes, but yeah. it, 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 it it was basically... themed
1: themed groups yeah. of, of crime fighting group I don't know how best to describe it, but yeah. Um
0: it, it was just such a huge aspect of kids programming and and mm-hmm. kids life back in the nineties. And yeah. Yeah, the thing about Jitsu Squad is it harkens back to that almost expertly but more than just coming out of the mold um of like the the pop culture of the era it's also very much of the games of the era because oh yes it's yeah like you know i i don't know how much i've really gotten into my gaming habits pre donkey kong country but i on i probably played just as many beat-em-up games as i did 2d platformers
1: well, of course you did because there were a million. There of were, them. there were so there, many. That
0: was that was what video games were
1: at that point. In yeah, time. Well,
0: the the NES and early SNES, it, and and you know, if you had a Genesis, obviously you had your options there mm-hmm. too. But. I mean, I think the Ninja Turtle games were my uh, segue into that world. Uh, mm. Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game oh, for the NES, yes, yes. was just, it was like a divine revelation because I played the first Ninja Turtles game, didn't care mm. for it. The second one not only borrowed more elements from the cartoon, but it just, it played Mm-hmm. It felt so good to beat up those foot soldiers.
1: Yeah, the Ninja Turtles games, like Captain Commando, Streets of Rage, um, that the a couple of the Alien and Alien vs Predator games. Um, uh, what else of were? There's well, just, just a a million beat 'em ups in the arcades and on consoles and everywhere. And of course, Battle Toads. Yes, yes, Battletoads, which itself was a piss take of the Ninja Turtles, right? But a really good one,
0: and itself crossed over with Double Dragon. So
1: yes, <laughs> and, yeah,
0: and it's funny because you know the the beat 'em up genre has made a minor resurgence in recent yes, years. Yes, it has. With, I'm very happy with about with the rise of indie gaming and. um Kickstarter-backed games, and it, it, there there has been a resurgence of all mm-hmm. these classic beat-em-up games. So it, it's it's cool to see, because I don't know how much I missed this genre, because I don't think I really missed it once I moved on from it. I, I was pretty good, like, not revisiting it. But it is fun to come back to it and be like, oh, yeah, this is what games used to be. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. I've I've enjoyed kind of getting into the river city series recently mm-hmm. and playing some other brawlers and playing the new battle toads and this and uh some other sort of brawler games
0: that are coming out
1: and it's it's all good fun
0: yeah the new battle toads obviously is my most recent one outside of jitsu squad mm. and you know i i i, I enjoyed battle yeah. 2020 i like i said mm-hmm. it, i've never been a huge battle toads fan so I didn't have a lot of preconceived notions going into it of of like oh I don't like that they changed that mm, <laughs> makes me angry um uh, but it also I wasn't you know totally obsessed over it either because you know it's it's not necessarily for me I enjoyed it for what it was but um yeah it's 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 just not you know it's not exactly my cup of tea, but I thought it was. had a great presentation. I thought it was fun. Uh I Yeah, I thought it. it was
1: fun. Um I would have appreciated some colorblind options for some of the uh puzzles later in the game. Yeah. That... I'm looking at you uh computer hacking sequence. Um but uh otherwise, yeah.
0: For me the the biggest issue was the lack of online multiplayer online co-op yeah considering the game came out in august of 2020 pre-vaccine in the middle of a pandemic
1: yeah that was just bad timing it
0: was bad timing but uh wow uh you know like couch co-op in and nothing else. I, I don't know. It, it just that that's my mm-hmm. that's my one sticking point to this day with that game. My my one sour uh mm-hmm. sour grape that I'm sucking on is, is the lack is of it,
1: is it still uh like Windows Xbox only? Is it out on Steam?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> because
1: well, Steam has that fun um you can do network multiplayer through Steam for games that wouldn't normally support it thing. So
0: it I think it is on Steam. I think it came out on Steam along with uh hmm. Windows and Then Xbox. yeah,
1: you can you can do sort of ad hoc network multiplayer through Steam.
0: Well, well then. Uh so <laughs>
1: But that's anyway. not an
0: official solution. No, so. it's not. But anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that, that's that's my more recent benchmark to compare Jutsu Squad to. So going into mm-hmm. this, I was like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know what to expect. I have Battletoads to compare it to. Let's go. And okay. Yeah. And so I yeah like like we said, I I love the presentation of this game. It, it is mm-hmm. a love letter to the era of uh, my golden is.
1: youth and so many i think just off the top of my head i saw references to uh cadillacs and dinosaurs mystical ninja Goemon, on looney tunes guilty gear mortal combat river city ransom ninja turtles and battletoads and and just so so many things i can't can't count everything it just, there's so much going on in this game <laughs> in the backgrounds and just character animations and dialogue and stuff.
0: Um, it, it really does feel like it, a distilled like, tonic. It's, it's like it, a it's,
1: Where's Waldo book.
0: It it, <sighs> it, it feels like every, any Saturday morning to Saturday afternoon... Of my childhood from 1991 to 1993. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I I feel like the only
1: thing missing is the chocolate frosted sugar bombs.
0: Yeah, I I feel (laughs) like after after I play this, I need to head out to the roller rink for a birthday party for one of my uh, schoolmates. (laughs) You know, it's Mm. it, it just it just feels like of that era, obviously with a modern polish and presentation. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing like this is an indie game um uh, from a very small studio but it it has so much polish as far as the visuals go that I I like it, I think it's comparable to Battletoads 2020 with with its look and um it not voice acting or or anything of mm-hmm. that sort but at least as far as the animation goes it's pretty Yeah, sweet. yeah it is pretty good um, so let's just get this out of the way because obviously people <laughs> want to know if they're listening to DK Vine's conversation. Yeah, uh, I know. What, what, is the, what is the DKU aspect of it? Mm, okay. Uh, Yuka and Laylee do appear in it, as does Rextro 64us. They both mm-hmm. appear as non-playable characters in the mm-hmm. game. However, I have yet to actually encounter either one.
1: Okay, so, uh, I actually completed the game uh, okay. earlier in the week. So, one of the worlds in the latter half of the game is a prehistoric world. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers, by the way. know. fine, fine. Um, no, I don't care. Dare I'm, just I say- letting,
0: I'm letting the audience know. If you care about mm. spoilers, run away now. Oh, Bury yes. your head just underneath the screaming. pillow. Yep. Scream really loud for about five to ten minutes, and then come back. Yeah.
1: So, Okay. Where was I? Prehistoric world. You know, you you might even call it a dinosaur planet uh, populated mm, by dinosaurs and cavemen and, and saber-toothed tigers and whatnot. Um, Of course, referencing a bunch of stuff in the process. But of, also, of course,
0: <laughs> Rextro bu- is here uh, in the dinosaur area. Referencing a uh, bunch of stuff except for actual history.
1: Eh, that's fine. Um... But yeah, Rextro uh, is on one of the screens here, just nestled between other dinosaurs uh, chilling with his arcade cabinet and um, he is uh, interactable and you can um, set off his arcade cabinet, which will spit out an a assist token that will summon Yukon Laylee who will then do a reptile roll around the screen, bouncing around and damaging enemies for, oh, a good 30 seconds or so. Uh, and yeah, That's it. Um, They appear to be unique to that one little section of level in that one world. I never got them as a random summon elsewhere in the game, but that doesn't mean they aren't. No,
0: according to the the actual, like, reveal back in February, like, they are in other levels. Mm. Like, they're in... Okay. You see them in a spooky level. Okay. Um, So,
1: um... That makes sense. There's there's other sort of interactable things in other levels that'll spit out an assist token, um, and it'll be a specific assist token each time, but I have gotten those assists randomly out of treasure chests elsewhere in the game. I just didn't happen to get Yukin Lely anywhere else in my playthrough. Yeah. So, okay, that's good to know.
0: Yeah, so I, I think it's just one of those things where if you're playing it just... For the platonic characters, well, uh, you're you're gonna have to just buckle in, and <laughs> and just keep at it.
1: Well, you said it's not that long. I think my total playtime for uh, like on the easiest difficulty was somewhere between three and four hours yeah. so
0: and and i i've i've heard much less like i've heard people say like they beat it 90 minutes uh, and i i don't know how accurate that is yeah but i
1: had some technical difficulties and uh some con- some controller issues to begin with so that definitely front-loaded some of my playtime length
0: it is it so. is good to know that no matter what, you're you're almost guaranteed to see them at some point. There is this set mm-hmm. point with them in it. Uh even yeah. if they might if you can lay themselves might appear randomly um elsewhere in the in the game. Um but yeah, I mean it's they're they're just assist characters. They're just there, you know, to kind of aid the uh the main four heroes. So it, it it's a cameo i mean it, it is the definition mm-hmm. of a cameo not yeah dk vine's very liberal use of the word cameo it, it cameo it is a, not a guest starring role right um. it, it it is a it is a through and through cameo but uh it's it's a good one at least as far as they're not just standing there you know they they actually mm-hmm. show off some of their moves they uh they have you know they they help clear the screen for you and uh you you get to see them animated in this fun style so um i'm not complaining
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so that's it that that's it as far as the <laughs> 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 yuka lately and rex Shrew go but there's, well, that there's... was a good episode yeah yeah uh yeah. Nah, we'll we'll talk a- more about it. The the story. It's, <laughs> so, so let me try to describe to you the story of the game, given because there the, 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 there there is like a, a story sequence when you begin, and that's where, the, mm-hmm. where that's where the plot is described to you through the narrator. It's narrated by the Jitsu Squad's Sensei. More on him later. <laughs> uh, so the Kus- Kusanagi Stone. Yeah, the Kusanagi stone. The Kusanagi stone. It's it's this ancient statue that contains a demon within. This demon can grant godly powers to those who awaken him, as a demon would do. A sorcerer, an evil sorcerer, I presume Mm -hmm. they're evil, by the name of Origami... (laughs) yeah that was yeah has summoned quote-unquote ancient warriors to find him the stone and if this sounds like i'm just describing the first 20 or so mcu movies well (laughs) congratulations you yeah you're 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 paying attention to pop culture uh but no seriously origami (laughs) Like, like i i'm i'm fine with like piss take names obviously right um, some of
1: the piss take names in this game are are they're not even on the nose they're just <laughs> it's,
0: it's, like, like it doesn't even mean anything. It, it's just oh that's, yeah that's a yeah. japanese name that we're all familiar yeah, with pretty,
1: like the kusanagi stone that's sort of a relevant name because um the the kusanagi is a a legendary blade um, that was used to seal away a god in in japanese folklore so wow. okay sure that's that's an actual relevant name that means something kind of related to what this artifact is doing in the game yeah the evil sorcerer named origami is just like
0: what the fuck are you doing <laughs> that's yeah paper folding great um it, it i mean it'd be one thing like i i haven't encountered the sorcerer like i've been fought so if if he used like origami weapons that would be pretty cool no, he doesn't. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> in my head, I was like, oh, you know what? That, that would actually be a, a pretty inventive uh, character. Somebody who uses, like, paper weapons and, and gives you paper cuts. Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. It reminds me, uh, it, it almost reminds me, uh, when I wrote Elvis and Slick Mani, I I wrote in a mafia character. Stereotypical mm-hmm. mafia character. And I named him Olive Gardino. And it, See, it ju- that's
1: actually funny.
0: <laughs> no, but it, it's the same level of what's what's a vaguely, like, if I'm going to have, like, an offensive stereotype, what is the stupidest name I can apply that takes It's like, oh, uh, let's go
1: look through the list of fucking Samurai Pizza Cats characters and <laughs> pick a name from that.
0: All right, well, Origami it is. All right, Origami uh, is the sorcerer trying to get the demon within the stone. Mm-hmm an owl sensei named <sighs>
1: master ramen master <laughs> again no apparent reason
0: no except we all know ramen yep. uh, yeah uh master ramen uh na- sa- okay and i'm quoting this directly from the story because i didn't quite understand it saved four souls from this calamity what calamity
1: okay so i i just uh played a bit more of this again uh-huh. before we filmed this film recorded this episode and so uh judging by what's going on on screen when they're talking about origami what seems to be going on when he's summoning the ancient warriors is that he's he's uh reviving and enslaving their dead
0: souls okay
1: yeah so okay and so Master Ramen. Sorry. <laughs> like, no, no, I have the same reaction. I can't take that name seriously. Master Raman has saved four souls from this fate. Uh-huh. Um, and they are now the Jitsu Squad. Okay. So the okay. Jitsu Squad being Um and some of these names are great too. Uh they're better at least. So you have the main character, Hiro Yami uh Yamagiwa, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is, is he a tanuki or a raccoon? I guess from the tail, he's a raccoon. I From um, the tail
0: and the face, I thought raccoon.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Right, because there is a tanuki in one of the levels. And yes, the studio anatomically tanuki. Anatomically correct tanuki oh, really? in one of the levels. Uh, yeah. Um, oh. There's uh, Sohiro Yamagiwa. Uh, Baby Ohara, who is a rabbit. Jazz Amun, who is a frog, and uh, Aros Helgeson, who is a warthog. A warthog viking. Yes, yes. The other three are uh, sort of meant to be Japanese. Um, Aros is a viking. I'm not sure what he's doing there. I like (laughs) him the best, though. He's just... He's a himbo. He's great. Maybe because um, the studio
0: is in the Netherlands, and they were like, mm, "Okay, we, we, we should we should appropriate our own culture mm, okay. for at least one thing in this game." Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so these four are very they they fit very tropey roles for a yeah. Saturday morning cartoon uh, quartet. Hero Hero is the leader. He's the Leonardo. He has the least personality, but he's the most straightforward. Yeah. Can I just say um, right
0: now? I got in so many playground arguments because I did not like Leonardo. I didn't hate Leonardo. I, I liked all four Ninja Turtles. Well, but, to,
1: quote, to quote that Jesus meme, they hated you because you spoke the truth.
0: Uh, uh, but it's like, but uh, see, all the kids, all, all my, my chums, my schoolyard chums, they they liked Leonardo because he used uh, katanas and he was the I leader. Mean, that's valid, and but you also, can't argue and, that he's actually better than any. And of also because of I guess blue was their favorite color. Um, mm. I like Donatello because he mm. he was the thinker of the group. Yeah, uh, yes. he used a wooden staff, and I thought that was pretty cool that he didn't use. And uh, he didn't have like he he didn't need a blade. He he had a staff. That was, that was cool. Mm-hmm. He was a thinker. He thought his way out of problems. He didn't need to slice people in half, Donatello. Mm. He did machines, given. And uh, <laughs> granted, I mean, as I as I m- matured, uh, as I got older, I would probably identify more with. Uh, michelangelo because i i started using humor more than my intellect and so Mm. you know i i i I became michelangelo as i aged uh, and i grew away from donatello but when i was in elementary school i was all about donatello so anyway Mm. in in conclusion leonardo sucks (laughs) (laughs)
1: um but yeah hero gets uh, the most dialogue and story moments, one of the main antagonists is like a personal rival of his who's been revived from his time period. Uh, the tutorials in the beginning of the game seem to be written for uh, his moves because not not everybody plays the same way. So like, for instance, the tutorial on on what throws do seem to specifically be what heroes throws do because yeah. like other characters, throws function differently.
0: Yeah, when, so uh, I, I played uh, Into the Third World before I, I was like, all right, I got the gist of it. I'm going to call this for mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to keep playing, actually. Like Sometimes when I do these first impressions, I was like, all right, I got it. I'm done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was actually like having a good time. It was just, uh, a- as I've said before, um, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, but as I've said before, <laughs> I don't like playing games on Steam. I like Steam. I like the games on Steam, but mm-hmm. I don't like sitting at my computer
2: playing
0: mm. um, playing a game that isn't like a simulation, uh, like uh, your your Sim Cities, your Rollercoaster co- roller Tycoons, like games that I would have played in my computer lab in school. Feel I see. Like my brain can't wrap my head around playing a game of this sort on my computer. And I mean, I was playing with my Xbox controller. I wasn't mm-hmm. like. You know, I, I wasn't limiting myself in any
1: way. Being like that time you tried to play Rusty Pup with a little mouse nub instead of a real mouse. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, um, Hero's not bad to play as. I did my first playthrough of the game with him. Yeah, Straightforward. I, I, I played as Hero
0: because I was like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing and this character will probably be the most forgiving in those circumstances.
1: Um, I don't actually think that shook out to be the case. Really? I, I think there are other characters that uh, I definitely had an easier time with. But granted, I did know what I was doing the second time through the game. Mm. So, um, moving on in the roster, there's Jazz, who is a frog. Uh, he's he's just Goemon. He's mystical ninja Goemon. He's wearing Goemon's outfit. He's got Goemon's hair. He's got Goemon's battle pipe. Um, yeah. He's, he's going on. Uh, he gets probably the second most focus in the game after hero, but still like it's an order of magnitude left or less. Um, Eros, uh, is my personal favorite character in the cast. He's, he's big and dumb and moves slower. He is combo chain has less hits to it, but he hits like a truck and he's a warthog and warthogs are awesome. Um, (laughs) Just a big bruiser character.
0: He he reminds me um, of Viking Bebop.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Basically, um, he's great. Uh, his his end of level animation is getting out of his sword and shredding on it like a guitar. It's it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, I always appreciate uh, anybody who uses their weapon as an air guitar. Like it, it doesn't matter um, what game that is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter which character does <laughs> it. It will always make me smile. Because it's always stupid. So, yeah.
1: Okay, so the last man <laughs> of the group is Baby Ohara. I'm uh-huh. going to get right out of the way. Um, the name suggests that there's supposed to be some reference to Bucky Ohara. Yeah. Bucky O'Hare. Um, noted like Space Desperado Rabbit. Yeah. Good game. Um, She has the least involvement with the story. Like everybody else gets at least a moment she's got nothing her name is baby she's also the easiest one to play as she's got like her all her moves um she's very very looney tunes um she she does the the bugs bunny thing where she kind of swaps into different outfits for her moves and her there's there's no sort of central theme to anything. Yeah. Like, she turns into, like, a sea captain and fires off a cannon out of nowhere in one move, turns into the Grim Reaper for another one, that sort of thing, gets a baseball outfit for another move. So basically, it's, it's a
0: like a dumping yeah. ground for any ideas they had that didn't fit the other characters.
1: Yeah, but she, her moves are uh kinda long range, they're a little weaker, but she has absurdly long combo strings and can hit from like halfway across the screen. I definitely had an easier time playing through levels with her. Um but yeah, she uh kind of made me grimace and cringe a bit while I was playing as her because I was just like, really? I know this is an 80s throwback, but we didn't have to throw back this hard. Uh, um they did say uh, on uh, when you boot up the game, there's a bit of a landing page and it says that there's some free DLC coming soon, including uh, one of the antagonist characters being playable in a free update in the near future. I, I believe
0: that was a Kickstarter stretch goal, if I recall. Mm.
1: And that will be Dash, who uh, was the antagonist, who is a rival of Heroes that I was mentioning earlier. And he's a fox, I believe. He also uses a sword, like Hero. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's the evil, edgier. He's the Shadow, the Hedgehog, the evil, edgy rival mm. to the main character. Yes. Um, he he serves as sort of co-man antagonist. Uh, with like he's like Origami's top henchman throughout the game. He's him a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, Heil. I get it um no
0: but it's sh- it sh- i i should be used to it i shouldn't laugh every time i hear it
1: no it's fine i expect you to burst out gilding several more times <laughs> throughout this episode um but he'll be playable uh i don't know how he'll play um but yeah i assume it's going to be similar to hero since he uses a similar moveset when you fight him so yeah that's yeah. the uh, that's the primary cast.
0: Uh, baby. Uh, she reminded me a little bit of uh, what, what was it? Babs Bunny from Tiny Toons. Yeah, kinda. She she does have that look to her, doesn't she? Uh, maybe a touch of uh, Usagi Yojimbo. Uh, the mm. the rabbit. Yeah, yeah, Who crossed over? He's also she's.
1: Turtles. Yeah. Uh, I also crossed over Cerebus and a couple other things. Yeah. Um. He's also got a little bit of uh, Princess Peach because she's got a uh, parasol float uh, as a double jump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I only play as hero. I, I, I'm I planning on going back over the next little bit and, you know, trying out all the characters and even beating the game. Uh, but, mm. you know, I, I wanted to get my taste of it. I wanted to get, you know, uh, an expansive look at, the first couple of worlds and and how the mechanics play i think it plays great like i um i was having a lot of fun just yeah yeah it's pretty slick the 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 cartoon violence in the game where you like bisect oh, the bad god like, yeah it, it's surprisingly yeah, I, brutal as for a cartoon i was looking around
1: the options menu and there was like a blood toggle and i'm like oh this is just gonna be some cartoon blood and it's like no bodies come apart in right. This. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> and it's it's they're they're not just like creatures that you're ripping apart. They're like humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are. Oh my god. It, it's actually pretty funny. Like the, the violence is never disturbing. It's never like over it's, the top. It's
1: a little disturbing, but, but it's but, still but, kind of like, oh my god, did that just happen?
0: It, it, <laughs> so. And and uh, conquer kind of disturbing style where mm, like the, yeah, the violence yeah, yeah. is like so over the it's top it's so it, absurd right, yeah yeah it's, it's not like mortal Kombat where no. there's it, it, it is over the top absurd and absurd in mortal combat but there's still that level they of, do make a
1: fatality joke on
0: during one death animation
1: though
0: mm, yeah but but it, but it's it's all like just overly comic as far as violence mm-hmm. goes but i i was having great fun just like when when the whole screen is swarming with enemies and you're <laughs> you're like just creating these massive chain combos and it's very yeah. satisfying it's it's crunchy mm-hmm. it's there's
1: uh, a really to get into the mechanics of the game a little bit it's it's a very simple beat up it's like a yeah. one attack button uh there's a secondary attack button but it's only for like a weapons you pick up in the level um and and combos are kind of really basic mash the attack button or space your your button presses out a little bit and you'll vary things up slightly. But um, there's a a very rudimentary level up system over the course of the game where you'll get more moves to do and they're like press up and attack or down and attack and that sort of thing. But it does give you a, a nice little tool set. By the end of the game, I was just doing basically infinite combo strings across the screen and back and forth just beating up enemies it was great it's not a difficult game
0: it's not <laughs> um, and, but it's i i am fine it's satisfying it's sa- yeah. no i didn't play on the most difficult difficulty settings so nah. It, i only did easy and
1: normal um yeah i i and they'll be they'll be adding a super hard course in,
0: in one of those dlc updates of course so. they will but no i i played normal and i i enjoyed it like i it it didn't feel overly difficult but sometimes the game doesn't have to be difficult to be enjoyable so long as it just gives you that satisfaction
1: yeah like in all honesty as per tradition their turbo tunnel level was a little difficult
0: oh so. yeah it, it's in all honesty like the beat 'em up games of my youth i never got very far in them unless i used the game genie and oh yeah, they're brutal. That 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 like using a game genie on something like the aforementioned Ninja Turtles 2 the arcade game, I still really enjoyed it because it it made me feel like a god mm-hmm. just going through those swarms of enemies, those foot soldiers and what have you. And and sometimes it's all about just the uh the wanton violence and the um, yeah. just the 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 catharsis of beating up thousands upon thousands of hench people.
1: Mm-hmm. For you younger listeners, a game genie is like a game shark. And for you even younger <laughs>
0: listeners, a game shark is like hacking your rums. You know what? <laughs> I am tired. This is another tangent. I am tired of this idea that having knowledge about something makes you old. and And that being ignorant is a virtue and, and, and because it signifies youth no how about mm-hmm. you learn what a game genie is because you're into video games study the history
2: mhm
0: you know i i am just saying like being ignorant it does not just make you uh more precious because it, it it signifies that you're young that you're a zoomer no no how about read a book all right ran over <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- this is this is a problem I've been having because when I was a teenager and in my early twenties, I was viewed as very precocious because I made all of these references well before my time, and that showed that I was knowledgeable, well read, a s- student of history. And now that I'm in my thirties, it means that I'm a boomer. And fuck mm. that! Like I, I, I'm not gonna forget everything I learned when I was a teenager. And in my early twenties, not just from my own contemporary period, but from my parents and grandparents' generations, mm-hmm. I'm not going to forget yeah. that because it it shows that I'm older. How about you do the homework, people? I'm okay. I it's just you know uh, I know what a game genius. is. They were fun. Yep. Yeah, you put it little little and I had one and...
1: I had Game Sharks, they were great. Yeah.
0: You could put you could make up your own codes and see what it did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's they were basically they did hex editing for you. Yeah, but it so... that
0: that seemed like magic at that time yeah. period. I mean, and hence,
1: hence the name, Game yeah. Genie. It was um, great.
0: It was great. Anyway, yeah. uh the first world, uh Sakura Hills. It's a bamboo forest training ground. And when I got there, I was like, oh, cool. You know, like, like as far as beat 'em up games the DK Vine has covered in the last two years, all two of them, uh, I, I was thinking this is at least very <laughs> tonally different from Battletoads 2020 because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, uh, it's using the old martial arts tropes uh, mm-hmm. instead of the kind of sci-fi almost rick and morty aesthetic that battletoads 2020 used and mm-hmm. and i was like this is this is great i love this um and then we found out that each world involves going to a different planet and and yeah. i was like oh okay never mind each each <laughs> so so i kind of listed out some of them
1: in no particular order there's yeah. like a gangster city a spooky halloween place a prehistoric world an ice world lava world hell itself you know the deal but like in in sort of i was thinking about it and it's these they all sort of seem to pastiche a different sub genre like the the gangster city uh it has some like river city ransom and guilty gear um and sort of double dragon and and references and stuff in there the spooky halloween area has some like ghosts and goblins type stuff in it yeah the prehistoric world has like some you know bonk and and dino references and stuff um the ice world's pretty generic as is the lava world um they but you can't win them all but yeah so i think they, they were just kind of hammering on the the uh let's let's come up with some
0: nice archetypes that we can hammer groups of nostalgia into and and i don't have a problem with that funny because i i was building this narrative in my head about like oh at least it sets itself apart from battletoads and then you immediately start hopping to the planets, and then the second Mm -hmm. the second world felt very much like the first world of battletoads 2020 yeah just the the there's pink. even
1: a turbo tunnel thing yeah. you know, later at level yeah and uh one of the characters supers brings out a big robot and you control the little targeting reticle just like those one Battletoads levels and and stuff like that yeah.
0: yeah it just cracked me up that it didn't take long to get to the pink <laughs> like neon soaked city yeah, <laughs> was yeah. Like, oh, okay not long at Never all mind. No. my talking point has been trash to hell thank you literally because we go to hell later but yeah. Um, yeah i was
1: was writing up show notes and i'm like oh man hero gets the most story stuff the the first like major uh antagonist is a direct rival as i'm like oh maybe that's only because i was playing as hero maybe if i play as somebody else uh it'll be like their personal no nemo- no no it's always that guy Hero
0: however gets all the story. Yeah, it, it uh, does trade in the uh, beat-em-up trope of it doesn't matter which character you're playing as, like, all the characters... Are in, like interact with the dialogue, and then they just mm-hmm. mysteriously go off screen, and you don't. Yeah, see them. they
1: they hop in to talk, and then hop out again. And you're like, go.
0: oh, are they fighting baddies off screen elsewhere? <laughs> like, what's what's mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, you know, I, yeah, I, mean, I think I think this would be fun. I so we have not played this co op. We we have not done no, the co op. No, we've so not. I think it would be fun to actually try out the co op. Yeah, yeah. Um, At a later might day. try that out. Coming maybe maybe um, when it comes to console, well, hmm. because I don't know how well my Steam will hold up on um, hmm. my computer playing uh, That's fair. Yeah. But... So
1: um, before we move into thought- final thoughts, I want to get some, some of the bad out of the way.
0: Oh.
1: Uh, this is... Uh, the The current build is a little unstable. I did have some crashes as I was going through my playthrough. And then just some some minor complaints. There's no windowed mode. It's full screen only at the moment. And there's no subtitles on the cutscenes between levels. Um, Those things are easily remedied. Those can be patched in fairly easily. Uh, I hope they get that crash under control. Other than that, I had a really good time with it. So, yeah,
0: I'd still recommend it. Yeah, any jankiness, uh, you know, you kind of... Part and parcel with these uh indie releases on Steam, I any, anything I experienced, I didn't experience as much as you did as far as crashes go. Um, mm-hmm. the, the subtitles would have been nice, would have been a nice option. Uh, but the stuff is usually patched, like mm-hmm. it, it. I mean, you know, you can complain all you want about how games are never uh released. Finished these days, but it just is what it is. it's part yeah. of the industry, and yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's something to accept. ukulele uh wasn't complete when it was released, at least it wasn't the version that we all know and we played for as long as we have. The spit and polish update really did uh, improve quite a bit, and it's hard mm-hmm. to think of it before that existed and so yeah what i, I you know I'm sure Jitsu Squad will be improved as time goes on. didn't change the fact that I had fun with it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and like I said, it, it's it's a short game, and if you're like me and you only play, you know, your your Oregon Trails on the PC, uh, <laughs> you, you'll want to wait until it's on the console or get a Steam Deck, which I would actually love, Gibbon, uh, because the Steam Deck just came out, and I'm like, you know, I don't even have an Xbox Series X yet, but I'm like, oh man, but I want a Steam Deck, I want a Steam Deck, I want to play my Steam library wherever I want. But then I, I read about the battery life and that kind of scares me. Oh, I, does it doesn't have bad battery. Oh life? yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know.
1: I've kind of been ignoring it. Um, it's not, <laughs> I, it seems cool. Uh, it's not something I personally want. I, I like playing games on my computer. I, I and think I, I, I,
0: yeah, you're, you're more, uh, you're more well-rounded than I am.
1: Yeah. Um, I wish a certain segment of the Steam Deck uh enthusiasts would stop comparing it to the Switch like it's some sort of competition.
0: Not, yeah. Um, you like what you like. That's people mm-hmm. like what you like and don't tear down the other thing.
1: But yeah, That's, I think it's cool. Portable PC gaming in a uh handheld console format yeah my problem mm. is
0: my problem is i've always liked the idea of steam more than i've actually liked playing games on steam and that's not a knock mm. towards steam that's a knock towards my own deficiencies as a human being so the steam Hang deck now. Steam now. So, the steam deck solves all of that though and mm. so i i even with the battery life i'm like i still want one because i i there, I, my Steam library is. Well, go get one. Okay, well, it's like four hundred bucks for the ch- the cheapest model. I'm.
1: Eh, yeah. It's,
0: welcome to gaming. Well, yeah. Welcome to poverty.
1: Oh, I feel you. I have so much debt to pay off.
0: I just did my taxes, and thankfully, I didn't owe anything this year. But
1: oh yeah, I found out that paying uh, literally your entire savings in medical debt is a tax break. So nice. I'm getting a nice return.
0: Nice, yeah. Uh, there, there was some sort of tax break this year for uh, being a, a freelancer or having your uh, be self-employed. So all Ooh. the money that usually I had, I owed thanks to DK Vine. I still owed some, but I didn't owe as much this year. So Ooh, very nice. yes, thank you, IRS. Thank you, Tiny Car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and anyway, uh this this is coming out on your uh your Xboxes and what have you later this year. We don't have a concrete release date for that yet, but we'll be keeping mm-hmm. keeping an uh an eye open, keep going back to dkvine.com for updates on that. As far as the platonic aspect, the whole reason dkvine is covering it and I, it sounds shitty when I say that because it sounds like it's a indictment towards Jitsu Squad itself. It just, you have to understand what DK Vine is. We are a, a, a site, a fan community that's focused on this notion of a shared universe, and that extends to Platonic, and now that, that extends to Jitsu Squad through the cameo game rule. But um we wouldn't be covering it if it wasn't for that. That doesn't mean it's not a great yeah. game. It just means
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's just the way we are. We have very narrow yep. parameters. But uh, I know that's why most people will be checking us out through our recommendation, and I, I appreciate that a lot of the platonic cameos and crossovers seem to use uh, as as eye rolling and as already overdone as it has become in the last year, the multiverse as a tool. Because <laughs> the Shipwreck Creek gang, you know, they it seems like they're getting pulled into this universe by mystical means by sensei Ramen. <laughs> And um and any of the nonsense that happens here has no bearing on Platonics universe. So you don't need to yeah. you don't need to worry if the Warthog's bipedal nature contradicts any of the hogs from Jungle Beat or any nonsense like that. Uh it's a but it's a real appearance by Yuka Lele and most importantly, Rextro. Yeah. And I I think that's important because it is Rextro's first video game appearance since the original ukulele did appear in ukulele in the cracklestone, the graphic novel by. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, DM he Combo. wasn't in uh Impossible air wow. was not in Impossible um, air
0: so this is the f-
1: yeah. Th- I do appreciate that some of the other characters are getting to uh, uh stretch their wings a little bit, so to speak, in these uh guest
0: appearances. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, Trouser is going to appear in Clive and Wrench, which I'm still mm-hmm. very much waiting for a release date announcement for that. I, I'm like, Clive and Wrench, where are you at? Clive and <laughs> Wrench, you're gonna come out last year, Clive and Wrench. because uh, I I I, yeah. I I'm a new 3D platformer. Uh, that's I feel like that's gonna be right up my alley. But um yeah, it's it's great that they picked Rextro. It just uh it's kind of an outside the box choice, but it's great that it's a character that so far, has only appeared in the original ukulele. As far as video games go, and it's just just great to see Platonix' uh, expansive cast of characters get a little love when it's not just Yuka and Lele. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I I do not regret uh, backing this on Kickstarter. I I think it's a it's a solid title. It offers a slightly different flavor of combat and tone than Battletoads twenty twenty and Mm -hmm. uh as as we already mentioned most importantly it offers online co-op multiplayer (laughs) and even without that you would have the remote play so you know it it one-ups battletoads poultry couch multiplayer and uh we are technically still in the middle of a pandemic so that is important because i don't want to be around my friends right now (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah
1: Master Ramen is wearing a wok on his head as a hat, and that doesn't even oh. make sense because you don't make ramen in a wok? Uh.
0: This has been a File 2 production. Keriko.